0: Ayer's on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And here we are. We've definitely been on the road this week, actually on a plane, for about eight and a half hours altogether, three different flights, three hours, three hours, an hour and a half, it was crazy. But we are right now in San Juan, Puerto Rico.
1: Yes, we are. We're we're studying the parenting methods of Latin Americans.
0: (laughs) We're on a we're on a research
1: trip. (laughs) It's pretty darn good. They 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 eat with their families a lot more often than we do. You get south of the border, and you get families that have dinner hours. They sit down, they eat together pretty Mm -hmm. much every Mm -hmm. night. Sometimes in Mexico, it's lunch. The dads come home for a couple hours, they have a nice lunch, the kids come home from school right after school, they have a couple hours, have a little siesta, and then the dads or the moms go back to work for a while. It's not a bad system. You could make a pretty good argument that Latin Americans are a little more family oriented than most North Americans, but I don't know if I'd want to make that point because Different strokes for different folks. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You can't make a blanket statement on that. But really, it is quite amazing how family-oriented these these good people are. But actually, we're only here for three days. And then we're taking off on a cruise, which will be a lot of fun.
1: No, 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 no Linda. We're working. This is a working cruise. It is trip. a working cruise. It, any fun will be completely incidental because we are going on this cruise, as we often do, on cruises to engage cruisers in in depth discussions of priorities, families, life balance, parenting, marriage relationships, all that good stuff.
0: Emptiness parenting, life in full, all those things, but it really it's a Fun for Less tour, which is our first trip with them and we're very impressed
1: so far. Um, well, let me say this before we get any further. It's Saturday. It's it's the weekend depending on which uh, broadcast you're listening to. This is a move for us from the weekday broadcast we've done for several years. And so here we are, weekend time and and uh, people tell us that more parents and grandparents are tuning in on weekends than on other times, so that's why we've switched over and We like it, we're going to continue the same format, we're going to broadcast from wherever we happen to be, although I will say that this coming week we may ask our great producer Benjamin, who always does the right thing, to pick out a good previous show and run this coming weekend because we'll be so far out at sea that we don't trust the telephone reception. But other than that, I mean, that's very rare. We, we as, as you uh, long listeners know, we've done shows from airports. We've done them from airplanes. We've done them from highways. And that's the whole idea, Ira's on the road, because we want you to kind of come with us as we make our way here and there trying to do all we can to strengthen families. That really is our, our mission statement and our goal, because Linda made me do that. She just made me
0: of course. <laughs> and I have to say that we have never really made done a show from an airplane. They are really being nice to let us leave our phones on. I think we did and one Didn't we do one
1: from an airplane? was <laughs> before oh, it was before, it, was before it took off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. You can call from an airplane, but it would break the BYU radio budget.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. The aviation rules. Oh, you can't oh. talk on the telephone. No, no,
1: I mean on there, one of their air-to-ground phones they have on the plane. Oh, you know? sure. Okay. They don't have those much anymore.
0: No, I haven't heard of those. So yeah, they do have, we plugs. Get ourselves they do in have plugs
1: on airplanes now more and more, though. Once in a while. It's so great. You can plug your computer in and get charged up, and that's... That's a good thing. We're making progress in this world of ours.
0: Well, we like traveling, and you know what's turning out to be crazy? Our kids have somehow got the idea that they want to travel, too.
1: That's annoying. They take our grandkids with them, and they think they can go wherever they want. Oh, my goodness. That is annoying.
0: We. We have a family who just got back from China for they went for a semester with a junior and senior in high school, and then a ten-year-old, seven-year-old, and thirteen-year-old, and uh, they spent Christmas with us, which was delightful. Haven't and even
1: been home; came straight from China. Straight from China. To
0: China. And we then we should
1: clarify, Linda. The They're not just over there having a good time. Dave, our son-in-law, works. A lot of his work is in China, so they had the opportunity. But I guess the point you're making is any time our kids have the opportunity to go travel somewhere or live somewhere, they seem to do it. They jump at the Even when we're left behind Behind. without the grandkids. We
0: just got a call from one of our other kids, um, I guess just before Christmas, saying, well, we're going to Spain. Um, Well, how long are you going to be gone? Well, seven months. Really? What are you going to do? This is our crazy family. They should have called and
1: said, can we have your permission to go to Spain and take some of your grandkids away for a little while? But they didn't say that. No, they didn't.
0: So they're taking all five of them and they're going off to Spain. They don't know where they're going to be, but they're going to be happy and they're Kids are all going to come back speaking fluent Spanish because That's they're going to immerse That's their, their kids in school. That
1: was the Spanish. goal of the ones goal. in China, too, to get their kids to speak Chinese. And I don't think they quite reached their well, goal, actually, although they're
0: starting. They can read a lot of Chinese and yeah. speak a lot of Chinese. But anyway, we've it's got a kids world. who want to live in Switzerland, and now another one who may be there, and kids are going to Europe this summer. It's because we started it, you know, honey.
1: Well, we used to tell our kids that, you know, you want to be citizens of the world, you want to be global. But we didn't really... Mean? We didn't really mean it.
0: <laughs> yes, we did. They're having a wonderful experience. But we did say never let your schooling get in the way of your education. Oh, which yeah. Which we do was... believe um, is important. Although those four little kids in China, they were in a, a school there who they studied their little tails off for four and a half months. They hardly lifted their heads up from a book except on weekends when they had wild and crazy adventures. You know, adventures.
1: I want to say, you just prompted something in my mind, Linda. We, we, we talk to so many parents around the world and we we know there's no one right or wrong way to do things. Everyone kind of has their own model. But I do, I do want to say, I think sometimes we limit ourselves too much. We say, well, that's fine for the Irish to talk about that but we could never go on a trip. we could never really get away. We're kind of locked into our lives as they are and and you know I'll tell you what we do recommend and that is that you be as creative as you possibly can and that you start with the the starting point is what do I want for my kids? What do my kids need? What would they benefit most from? what would get them out of their bubble? What would give them a perspective of who they are and what the world is and so on? And if you start thinking that way, as opposed to thinking I'm sort of in a rut, I'll be here forever, I'll go to this school forever, I'll do what I'm doing forever. I mean, that that, that may be true. There may be factors that push in that direction. But as you start thinking of your children's needs and of your children's, your hopes for your children, it's amazing how that thought process evolves into various opportunities that may open up to do some things that enhance your kid's education, that enhance their perspective on the world. And travel's not the only way to do it. You may, you may decide, like one of our daughters in Boston that, that it's not her conclusion, it's the oldest conclusion in the world, but she sure bought into it that books are the best passports, and that if you read enough with your children, you can open new worlds and faraway places to them. And so, you know, the question is, your question as a parent, to decide and figure out in your own mind what your children need, what you want to give them. And then once you've once you've set that goal, what I'm saying is goals seem to lead to opportunities.
0: They do, and if you have it in your mind <clears> that <throat> just you want to do that enough, it somehow happens. So this and I have to say too as we start a new year, you, you can open your vistas and see things maybe in a little different light. Uh, because it's exciting. It's always exciting to start a new year. Um, but this family, I have to say, in Hawaii has no money. They really have no money. <laughs> they live like kings because they know how to barter and they know how to manage things and so on, and they're brilliant. Well,
1: they, they have a little nest egg. I mean, egg. they have when a they, nest egg. They, they do. Sort of, But they, they don't view the... What's interesting about them is they don't view the nest egg as an emergency fund or a rainy day fund. They sort of view it as an opportunity fund. <laughs>
0: They do. That if so they, have, they have to use them yeah. they can. But they they are very, very careful with their money and it is just so fun to see how this darling Asia, our daughter in law, uh, gets tickets and for almost nothing and uh, just really manages well. Well, oh, their deal, they're she's deal. a Harvard graduate, deal you know, So she's smart. And <laughs> They get well, guilty can't smart. believe.
1: Just because she went to Harvard doesn't no. mean she's smart. No,
0: that's, well, it, it kind of is an indication. <laughs> but um, it really is fun to see them maneuver through the world with uh, the resources they have.
1: Now, let me let me just, uh, before we, we've still got three or four minutes before we take a little break, and let me just suggest to you that since it is our first show of this new year, let us, for you listeners, um Particularly, particularly you loyal listeners who try to tune in or to pick up our show online each week or as often as you can, let me outline what we hope to do. Speaking of objectives, we've been talking about objectives. Let's talk about media objectives. Our hope this year is that we can kind of tie a bunch of things together. Parents, parents need resources, and I'm not just talking about young parents. I'm talking about parents of of any age and grandparents. The world we live in is a tough place to be a good parent. It's a tough place to be a good grandparent and and our mission if if you will for this coming year is to sort of bring to you a menu of various things that may help and encourage you in your parenting and maybe even expand your thinking in terms of what you might be able to do Uh, for your children, regardless of what age they are. And and I'm not just talking about parenting. I'm talking about family relationships in general. We want to be a resource to you on improving your marriage relationship, improving your parenting, because we can all improve. Let's face it, no one is anywhere near perfect in these difficult areas. And so in order to do that, we're going to try to combine and sort of link This show, Ayers on the Road on BYU Radio, with Ayers on the Road, a new YouTube channel that we've started. You can find the the click for all these right on the BYUradio.org. So there's a YouTube channel called Ayers on the Road, just like this show. There's our website, valuesparenting.com. There's the websites of a couple of our children, our daughters, who are very popular, a lot more. We, we, we run into people now who are always known as Shawnee's parents or Saren's parents. These kids of ours have a million hits a month on some of their blogs and so on. So you'll find those on there. And you'll also find other... Even Family Share, we write articles every once in a while, the Deseret News, we write articles, and we're gonna tie them all together so that you as a listener of this show can go to these others. You can click to these other sites that sort of expand on something or that might have a visual thing that would help you understand it. We're gonna try to make it as easy as possible for you to have the help and support you need to work on the priority of your family.
0: And we also have kids who will be chipping in on that who may be closer to your age. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great year.
1: It's going to be a great year. So let's um, let's take a little break in this January show, this first of the year show. And when we come back, let's talk a little more about the new year of 2015 and how we can make it a more family-oriented, family-centric year.
0: Be right back. Ayers on the Road. Parenting in a modern world. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer.
1: And we're back. We
0: are watching some gorgeous waves on the ocean from our hotel room. It is absolutely beautiful. I'm so sorry if you're stuck in Utah or Wyoming or North Dakota somewhere um, with tens of tons of snow or below zero. We I have to say we had below zero last week, so we know how that feels.
1: Boy, we sure did. It was cold in Park City last week. And you know, Linda, warm is not necessarily better than cold. I mean, these things are not absolute.
0: I have to disagree.
1: What if you're out skiing? What if you're out loving the fact that it's cool? What if if you're just out building a snowman or sledding? What if you're just like the invigorating cool air on your on your scalp.
0: I love that for about 15 minutes. But you're kind of addicted to it. And there are a lot of people that are, and I don't have anything against them. I just like to be
1: warm. Well, and that's the other thing, is that, um, you know, we almost feel like we have to justify some of what we do, because we do speak to parents on cruises fairly often, and I guess somebody has to do it. But it's, it's, you know, I'll tell you why we do it. There's nothing like, I mean... One of the problems that I think a lot of parents have, Linda, is that they focus on trying to be a better parent now and then, but it's usually just in little snitches. It's like they might have a problem and they go look it up online or they 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 find they Google something and they find an idea and so on and that's good, but parenting is not something that yields to Just a little idea now and then. I mean you really got to focus on it as much as possible and one way to do that is to get away on some kind of a trip like a cruise or like something else but you don't have to do it on a cruise and you don't have to do it with other people. Well you
0: can do it camping. Yeah, kids last weekend were camping and had a wonderful Hana. Yeah but the
1: point is if and this is one thing I want to mention because it's early in the new year as you're thinking about 2015, you parents, you grandparents, Um, maybe do more than just think about it for 10 minutes. Maybe maybe get away for a day. Maybe take your partner and go on a long drive. Maybe go somewhere and stay overnight if you can find a good spot or if you can afford it. And and focus your time on what are we going to do during 2015 to improve our marriage, to improve our parenting, to, to deal with some of the concerns we have for this child or for that child, because, I mean, it comes down to this this feeling we, we have so strongly, I can just pass this on to you, because we keep feeling it as we meet with various parents and marriage partners, no one is as good an expert on you and on your marriage and your family and your children as you are. And you, you could read all the parenting books in the world, and it wouldn't do you as much good as sitting down together as a couple, or if you're a single parent, maybe sitting down with a grandparent or someone else who knows your, your children, and really thinking, what is our goal? What do we want to accomplish this year? It's, it's, it's much easier to think of it at the beginning of a year if you're just thinking, oh, what kind of parents do we want to be over the next two decades or something? That's, that's a little hard to grasp. But 2015, what do we want to do different this year? What do we want to do better? What, uh, what's our goal? How, how, how can we improve our marriage? Asking those questions is probably the most important thing you can do as a person who cares.
0: Well, think about it. 2015 is kind of a round number. I my mind goes back to 2000, the year 2000. Remember that when the millennium changed? Oh, I totally
1: remember. It seems like yesterday. It was
0: amazing. We actually um, were in downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, you could cut the fog with your hands, literally. It oh, was, that was a foggy so foggy. Night. But we all thought that the world was gonna end, you know, remember that? We thought, <laughs> they all thought the, the computers, computers were, were all going gonna... and, and we <laughs>
1: They wouldn't be able to reset. I
0: have to say we did we had a little scout troop loading food into our house that we like into the basement crawl space forever. And so if any of you
1: <laughs> you know, if
0: the world does end this year, come to Bear Lake and we'll feed we you. We got
1: plenty of food. For we
0: you. <laughs> plenty of food. But it really is interesting to think back 15 years. How could you know that now that the family that got the couple, the young couple that got engaged that night, New Year's Eve. Um, is now are now the ones that are living in Hawaii but going to Spain for seven months. I mean, so much happens, so much happens in 15 years. And I do have to say, I we're right, we're working on a new book right now. And one of the chapters is to project yourself 30 years ahead and what is life going to be like in, in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. It's absolutely amazing to think about it. I've spent about eight hours thinking about what my life might be back, be like, and, and that is really, I mean, it's fine to do 2015, but it's also really an adventure to look ahead and think, wow, you know, my 17-year-old grandson, who is our oldest right now, is going to be 47 in 30 years. I mean, imagine that. It just is amazing to think that you can project yourself into the future, and of course you can't wow. know where you're going to be or what's going to be happening, but you can... Make some goals for how you wanna be.
1: I, I agree that it is very interesting to try to project yourself that far out, but it's also a little it's it's a little like imagination more than goal setting because sure. there's so many things you don't know. But I think the reason we're hammering this idea of thinking about the year twenty fifteen is that is manageable and <clears throat> but it's a but, but but in parenting terms and in family terms, one year is actually quite a long time. I mean think about it this way, each of your children you'll probably have them living with you under your roof for 18 years. That's the typical average for American Well for those parents. who have children at home. For those still. who have children at home, but, but all together, I mean now if you've got a 16 a year old and you plan that that child will probably go away to college in two years then 2015 represents half the time you have left with that child, that's my point. And even if it's a little kid, even if it's a 10-year-old or an 8-year-old, this one year is a big chunk of the total time you have left with that child. So it's like a year, a lot can change in a year. A lot of improvements can be made in one year. And the great thing about parents who really prioritize their children and their marriages is that they become almost a a a a right angle in the history of time i mean you know many of us come from families that were not fully functional we come from families where we had maybe a parent who who, who had to work uh, to the extent that we never saw that parent we come from in some cases, much worse situations of abusive parents, abusive alcoholism families, alcoholism. And, so and and we think, Linda and I feel like the, the real heroes in this world are the people who do what we're suggesting you do right now, whether you come from a good family heritage or a bad one. They're the ones who sit down and say, I am going to have goals and clear expectations and directions for what I want to give to my children and how I want them to turn out and the kind of parent I want to be and and if you are a person who comes from a difficult previous generation or two imagine the power of changing that and starting on a new course of positive constructive parenting prioritized that will then carry on through your children and on through their children and on through the next children. And if you could look at a map of 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 the generations, you'd see that for many years, before, many generations before you, things were going in maybe a negative direction. Maybe there was a constant overlap, one generation to the other, of abuse or of, of um, you know, some kinds of serious problems. And then you come along. And you make the change, you prioritize, and then the chances of that new pattern continuing in future generations through your children and grandchildren is very, very high, very, very high likelihood. So you change. It's not just for your kids you're doing this. It's for future generations.
0: Right. You realize that more and more, the older you get, as you see your grandchildren uh, doing funny things that Mm -hmm. you did, You thought you would never, you know, you'd never get over it, and then the grandchildren are doing it. But I I totally agree with that. But you have to remember, honey, that there are a lot of people listening who hate New Year's resolutions, and the reason is because they set them and then they just flop. I mean, you kind of forget about it.
1: No, I have. I don't have much patience for that, though, because even if you don't reach your resolution or your goal, you're probably going to get a lot closer to it than if you hadn't set it at all.
0: I know it's true, but you know, I like to set goals according to the five facets of my life, physically, how am I doing, mentally, how am I doing, socially, how am I doing, emotionally, how am I doing, spiritually, how am I doing, those five things, and just kind of decide, I'm doing better on this, but I could do better here, and so on and so on. But our kids have kind of come down to, and I'm sure they do some goal setting, they're not sharing with us, but uh, two, three of our girls have decided to just just have a word every year that's going to be in their consciousness. That sort going of their to,
1: guideline, their word, little word, mantra, their mantra word that yeah. they're
0: going to pursue during this year. And interestingly, all three of them decided independently of what their word was going to be, and it was the same. There were word. there three of them. I thought same there were just two. No, Sarah and Shawnee, Sadie. Wow, all three. It is so amazing, and the word is enjoy. Now, how about that for a word for a new year?
1: It's because they just feel like they've been too too frustrated, too overloaded, too um, crazy with all their little kids and so on. Oh, with huge
0: responsibilities. They all have four or five kids, and they've just... This uh, cute daughter in Boston has four kids, one bathroom, and it's snowy, and it's miserable, the weather's cold, and um, it just is important to her to keep in her mind, I've got to enjoy life. I've got to enjoy my kids and not just be sitting glumly in the house.
1: Kind of a stop and and smell the roses thing. Well, it is, but it's even more than than that. that, It really is.
0: And um, if you want a great little rundown on that, go to looselyfamily, L-O-O-S-L-I-Family.blogspot.com. And uh, Sarah and our daughter did a beautiful job of explaining that on her blog.
1: Or you can go to powerofmoms.com and then click on Sarah's blog. Right. And it, it really is good to kind of get in your mind, I'm here to enjoy
0: the world. I am not here to be in the trenches. Even if you are in the trenches, you have to be able to enjoy some little moment every day or something the kids said or something if you grasp onto that, your life is a lot happier than if you're just trying to survive.
1: Well, and one thing uh, that you pointed out, Linda, that might be a good note to end on as we think about the new year. I mean, you, you, uh, I compliment you on this, Linda, because you, when, you think of, when I think of New Year's resolutions, I think of things I want to do, things I want to accomplish, things I want to bring to pass, so to speak. You think of things you want to become. And I really, I really do like that better. I think the best New Year's resolutions are not about things or about doing. They're about being. They're about becoming. And, and that's kind of the thing about parenting, when you think about it. I mean, there's so many of us instinctively, we say, I want to be a better parent, so I'm going to change my kids, instead of saying, I'm right. going to change myself. Exactly.
0: So as we wrap this show up, we just wish you a happy, happy new year. We hope that you broaden your horizons a little bit and, and decide that this is going to be a great year.
1: And come listen to us every week on the weekend, either Saturday or Sunday on Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye.